This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Tom and Mikey on Joy. Mikey, I've got a very, very sad story for the wealthy in Australia. Oh, I no. mean, we've got to feel sorry for them. I mean, it must be hard, you know, Drag eating all listeners. that avocado on toast and, you know, getting out and about. Well, anyway, deliveries for the Mercedes-Benz in Australia have slowed to a snail's pace. Oh. Yep, because after their latest shipment was ordered, the Department of Agriculture has sent them all back. They said, no, we don't want them in this country. Well, but why would the Department of Agriculture have any say in cars in the country? Well, they found a rare snail never before detected in Australia has slammed on the brakes for over 900 new Mercedes that are coming into the country. 900. Wait, so how many... It's like $50 million worth of cars. They've said, uh, uh, send them back to Germany. How many snails are there? Well, it says after they got turned around, they found them in about three different shipments, so they've just cancelled the whole lot. Wow. Yep. It's just like one... It could just be a snail just chilling out in the windscreen. Oh, no, no. They found multiple snails. So these In the glove box. <laughs> I wouldn't be that man. Well, no, they would have climbed up into their, you know, exhaust pipe. I mean, well, we've all done that, that would, before. Surely a snail couldn't corrupt an entire car and just, you know, ruin it. Well, we can't let these snails in here. It's very bad, they say. Look, the affected cars are currently being held in very strict quarantine near Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria and Western Australia. And oh, wait, so the problem is that is the problem that the, the, they can't come in the country, like the snails can't come in the country? Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry, go on. No, because they, so they talk about it's called the Heath snail and it's understood only to exist in southeast Europe and it's started to be found in little pockets in Canada and US and they right. said the pest will destroy our, our like our farming system. It'll right. be very bad. I should yeah. have waited for you to explain. Yeah. <laughs> so the Department of Agriculture says it could be deadly as well to our native fauna and fauna. But I think, hey, this is crazy, but sweetie, I have seen your car. I'm betting there's a lot more dangerous things happening in the back seat of yours. Uh, okay. Tell us all about it. <laughs> I hope mum's still asleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Mikey, there is, it is not the only time that Mercedes has actually found itself in the news, did you know? No, I didn't. Yeah, there once, what's his name? Hugh Grant. He got his slug out in the back of a Mercedes. Did you see that? <laughs> Tom, you look sprightly. Yeah, because this is my third coffee. I was about to ask, have you, so you've had your coffee this morning. Oh, we had a hard night. You don't understand. Yeah, yeah, that's why I stayed in. We had a big night. I want to know, do you have, um, what's it called? Because there's bean coffee and then there's ground coffee. Do you have ground coffee at home? Yeah, we get, I buy beans and ground them. Oh, I you mean, grind them yourself? Of course, I'm human. Who would eat that other stuff out of a tin? You go to people's place and they say, would you like a coffee? And you see them get the international roast tin. You go, no, I'll have water, thank you. Oh, no, <laughs> mum's going to be so offended at home. She's got- she doesn't drink that powdery, horrible well, well, I was speaking to her last night, so I did a little bit of the, the research on the news. I was just reading through the paper. And this University of Montana biology professor, Douglas Emlin, uh, spilt the beans. Uh, that was good, huh? Mm. <laughs> on the gross finding in a 2009 interview about his research into dung beetles. So basically, he's on a road trip with his older professor when he was a youngster. And the professor would drive 45 minutes out of the way just to get a coffee on this road trip. He's like, Why? And he said, because of the cockroaches. He said, what do, you, what do you mean? And he said, back in the day when I was doing research at some bio farm, there was a bunch of cockroaches there. And whenever I touched them, I'd get a really bad allergic reaction. Oh. He'd get the same reaction when he drank coffee. And he thought, well, there's something in that. So he does research into it. The coffee bean farms, they'll sit the coffee beans in just massive piles. Yeah, big piles, yeah. And they're infested with cockroaches. Well, I think we all know that, really. 
I, I mean, I mean, you'd have to. I did not know that. Did you know that because they can't get rid of the vast majority of the cockroaches, they get blended into the grind of the the, the powder, and the FDA has a as a regulation a maximum of ten percent of that coffee mixture can be cockroach. Oh. Isn't that disgusting? Well, I mean, look, I was I bought I was like grew up in Sydney. And the Sydney's full of cockroaches, let me tell you. You can't <laughs> open a cover without someone flying at you, one of them. Yeah. <laughs> they really do. They come out of the woodwork. They come at you. And they're big ones, too. Ew. So I'm, I'm not afraid of cockroach. Not Are you afraid to drink it, though? <sighs> no. Look, at, I lived on a farm, remember? I used to milk a cow and we didn't put it in the fridge for three days and I'd still drink it. That's <laughs> yeah. gross. That's I mean, gross. that's part of life. But why are you worried? You're not a coffee drinker, are you? No, but... I am a flour eater, and apparently with flour, the defect action level, average of 75 or more insect fragments per 50 grams. That's not a lot of grams. I think you've got to learn to grow up in the bush, young lady, because <laughs> you just learn to eat. I remember when we'd have like the tank water and you'd get the little wigglies in it, and I used to say to my kids, drink it up, it's called protein. We went to the RSPCA the other day, and there were plenty of wigglies just crawling everywhere. It was disgusting. We had the best day. How good of the RSPCA to let us go in there? We got to tour all through the back section. We went down to their little farm section and we walked into a what was it, a barn a, it was a barn a real real like, manly man barn smell. well you didn't carry on like a man oh, I, didn't, I didn't it's got sheep little tiny fluffy things they're so cute big intimidating loud they're shin like shorn weirdly and they had weird haircuts well, they weren't shorn weirdly they were actually just being shorn so that means they look why don't they do it nice for the sheep so at least they're even? They're not even. They're all patchy and weird. I'm telling you, when you try to lay one of them between your legs, they don't sit still for you while you're trying to get the shears up Neither around. Neither do I, but the hairdresser makes it work. <laughs> no, well, that's true. No, and I can't believe how scared you were. I mean, we were, I was laughing with my daughters about it, then we realised that you weren't brought up in the country. No, you I was know. brought up in the suburbs. I was brought up around the concrete. But out of all the things like that were there... I can't believe... A sheep. There's, no, there's nothing threatening about a sheep. It's cute. It's cuddly. Didn't your mother ever teach a bar-bar black sheep? I mean, that was... It's, it's a lovely yeah, nursery I cried ride. when she sung it. <laughs> it's a terrifying song. The horse was terrifying with the big bug eyes, though. That thing looked like it could just bite anyone it wanted to. It, was, it wasn't even that much bigger than a German shepherd. I don't know how you were so scared of it. But imagine the chompers on that thing. And then we thought, oh, well, he couldn't get any more scared of it. Then we go near chickens. Oh! Oh, there. Nah, but we... <laughs> you got to rationalise this one. Chickens, they've got claws, like absolute claws on them, and they've got these beady eyes, and their their nose, look at our nose, squishy, soft, nice. Their noses, they can pluck, like, pluck your eyes out. They don't have a nose that's called a beak, sweetheart, and it's fine. And there's no, it wouldn't even hurt you. It's so, oh, What you, do you mean it wouldn't hurt you? They could peck your eyes out. Yeah, of course they peck. I always do it. You come into my house tomorrow, and you're going to feed chickens in my backyard. I just, I just refuse to do it. I refuse. I'm scared that I'll get so nervous I'll kick it. And I don't want to kick your chickens. So don't, mm. don't let me near them. Because I'm too nervous. There's I'm too, I'm two t- things in the world that you'd never want to do. One is pick on my children. And the other one is hit our animals because Wayne will kill you. I, I, mean, I don't want to. kill you. I don't want to hit your animals. <laughs> I'm just... I have this irrational fear of birds in general. But it wasn't just birds. You were scared of the sheep, the horse. You wouldn't come near the cow. I pat the cow. I pat the cow. The cow the cow's lovely. I was oh, oh, that's right. He did go near the cow because he was between you and... 
and a big giant wooden fence and an electric fence. You thought, oh, I'm safe now. Well, the moo cows were nice, though. But you can catch all of this on our Instagram. We've got the whole story highlights. It's all there. Oh, and the puppies. And Wayne kept oh. sending me messages because we kept sending pictures of all the poor little puppies. Oh, dogs. You know, the, so oh, God, they were cute. What was that big one? The mountain the mountain one that looked like it was really fuzzy. It was an Alaska Malamute cross German Shepherd. Yes. Did you end up getting it? No, God, no. Listen, the council doesn't know I've got three dogs in my backyard. I can't be telling them I'm getting another one. I mean, I've just recently gotten a tattoo and it's Uh become really fond to me. It's like it's a big memory of me. And you've got, I mean, you've got two thirds of the Minogue's tattooed on your, across your body. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's these people um, in the world that are very fond of their tattoos as well, but they spend 20, you know, 20s of thousands of thousands of dollars on their body. Really? It's not that much, is it? If you get your full body tattooed, I couldn't have done that. I mean, I've got a couple of little ones. I'm always supposed Kylie isn't that little on my shoulder. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> That's what I was someone sit there and get it all over their body. So I met a guy the other night and he had one on his head, on like the sides of his head. I reckon the neck would be the worst oh. where you see that thing snake come up and, oh, no. Because, yeah, I, yeah, so that, that throws me. But people are fond of them, each to their own, fair enough. Yeah. There's these people from... In Cleveland, in America. Of course. If, if you're going to tell me a story, it'll be an American. Yeah, yeah they always do the weird things, right? So there's this dad and this son, and they're sitting around with a bunch of mates, and they're having a couple of beers, and they're just talking, because they're, they're, they're working a morgue, these two, the dad and the son. Good job. I mean, someone's got to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't want to do it. probably going to be the only time in my life I'm going to have clear skin. Because <laughs> I've been done by morgue, be clean, and lots of makeup, and freed yeah. up. Yeah. They, the friend talked about how he had really nice tattoos on him and he wanted to preserve them. And the dad and the son thought, oh, yeah, what a joker. But then the friend started pushing it a little bit more and it got them thinking, which is why they've opened up a service called Save My Ink Forever. So what do you, how are they going to save it? Like, like the screen transfer? Are they going to get, you know, where you put the piece of paper and rub a pencil over the back <laughs> and hope it comes through the other side? Like, I wish it was as nice as that. No, you're not going to tell me they're skinning the person. They're, and they're skinning gonna... the person. That would be illegal. It. No. Are you sure it's not illegal? It's not illegal. Because I didn't think your like, body parts is... Because disease, you keep them away. So they, there's this big process that they undertake to make sure that the skin stays forever. But... They so you're going to tell it. me my children could get my Kylie tattoo, I could preserve it, frame it, and give it to them That's on my death? what I wanted to ask. If you had the chance, would you put in your will that they one of them gets Kylie, one of them gets Danny? Oh, that fight over who would I was going to say, who gets who? <laughs> who gets who, yeah. Oh, they, they, they'd fight because they'd both want both. But... That's a bit creepy. Could you imagine walking into someone's house and this? No, on no, the I don't know. My tattoos are going with me. Yeah, they're going, they're going down with me. Kylie's sticking with you to the grave, you reckon? I mean, I tell my children all the time, don't waste money on a burial. Just put me in the recycling. <laughs> you know, <laughs> compost me out the back. I want to be tree fertiliser. Wake up with Tom and Mikey. Thursdays for breakfast on Joy. Tune in to 94.9 in Melbourne. Stream live at joy.org.au or download the Joy app. Find all our podcasts at tomandmikey.com. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them. Thanks for listening to another Joy Podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.